This is the Doubles Only Tennis Podcast, where you learn the best tips and strategies in the world to help you become a smarter, more effective tennis player. You'll hear interviews with pro tour doubles players and coaches, including easy-to-use lessons to improve your game and win more matches. My name is Will Bocek, founder of the Tennis Tribe, doubles strategy coach, and host of the show. In this episode, we're going to talk about how to prepare for a big match. So over the past five or so years, I've played a lot of big matches, uh, whether it be USTA Nationals or sectionals or uh, even the finals of tournaments at the 4-5 division, the open division um, in these USTA tournaments. And over that time, my uh, routine the week before, the day before, uh, the day of a big match has changed. And I feel like I've got a pretty good handle on what I think is kind of an optimal routine, at least for me. So I wanted to share uh, with everyone some of the things that I do before a big match to prepare. Uh, And hopefully you can kind of take away a few things so that you can improve your chances of winning uh, some of those bigger matches. So what we're going to do is we're going to start with the week before the big match. How should you be practicing? Then we're going to talk about the day before, the night before, uh, as well as the morning of, including the uh, warm-up. I'm going to talk about diet a little bit, um, although I'm not a dietitian, so definitely um, talk with your doctor or uh, somebody who's a professional in that um, for specific advice, but I'm just going to talk a little bit about what works for me. So um, what inspired this is I'm in a group chat with uh, a 9-0 mixed team that I play on, as well as an 8-0 mixed team. Um, and then my four or five men's team. And uh, somebody mentioned in the group chat that they have a really big mixed match coming up uh, later this week, and their partner didn't want to hit a lot of serves. And I, to me, I thought that was crazy. I was like, you have a big match coming up. The serve's the most important uh, shot to practice in tennis, and you don't want to hit a lot of serves. Like, that doesn't make sense. Now, uh, this person might have had an injured shoulder or elbow or something like that. I, I don't know, but um, that kind of inspired this episode. So, how should we be? Uh, how should we be preparing the week before a big match? So, let's say we have a big match coming up on Saturday or Sunday, uh, and today is Monday. What should we be thinking about? So, um, what I like to do the week before a big match is use both a combination of drills and match play. Um, So the drills are great for getting a lot of touches. So if you have any sort of fast-paced doubles drills that you go to on a regular basis, uh, those are great for getting a feel on your ground strokes, good feel on your volleys, uh, helping uh, helping you stay in physical shape, uh, things like that. So getting a lot of touches so you can you know, on some of those longer points, really um, have the the right placement on your volleys, the right uh, depth on your ground strokes, good touch on your overhead, I mean, uh, on your lobs as well. Um, So drills are great for all those things, but they're not enough. You need to simulate a real match situation. So I definitely recommend uh, using a combination of match play as well. So um, what I would probably, uh, or what I typically do is I try to play 
two uh, practice matches and then go to two drills. So that'll be Monday through Thursday for a Saturday match um, or, you know, four out of five days, Monday through Friday for a Sunday match. Um, And that'll get you a good combination of of plenty of touches, uh, plenty of times you're able to hit the ball, really feel the ball, as well as some good match play um, to simulate kind of a real situation. You want to be working um, ideally with your doubles partner on different tactics and executing some of those tactics uh, and, and trying to test out different things that, that might work for you. Um, if what you find after one of the practice matches that you struggled with a particular thing, like your serve or uh, returning on the backhand side, um, kick serves or something like that, spend 15 minutes after the practice match working on that specific thing. Uh, maybe you were having trouble with your wide serve in the deuce court, whatever it is, spend some time working on that uh, if you notice it during that practice match. So that's what I like to think about the week before. Um, when we're talking about the day before, let's assume it's a Saturday match. Um, on Friday, uh, I like to do a light hit. So um, three or four months ago, I had a big match on a Saturday and I did an hour and a half drill, and the match came on Saturday um, after that hour and a half drill that I had done on Friday, and my legs were gassed in the second set because I had done that. It was a pretty intense kind of cardio drill for 90 minutes. So what I'd recommend is avoiding playing too much the day before, um, but a good light hit for 45 to 60 minutes Um, What that hit looks like for me typically is uh, I'll just kind of get warmed up. I'll start with mini tennis, then step back a little. uh, And then I'll hit some cross courts maybe for five or ten minutes on each side uh, just to get in a rhythm of trying to win that cross court rally uh, and staying consistent cross court. Uh, And then after that, I jump straight into serves and returns. So that's only maybe 15 to 25 minutes of... Uh, of actually actual hitting. Um, and I'll also do some uh, volleys, I'm sorry. So uh, before the cross courts, usually I'll take some volleys as well. Um, but again, that's maybe 20, 25 minutes of uh, ground strokes and volleys, and then I'll go straight into serves and returns. And what I'll usually do is play the point out cross court. So I will serve uh, to the deuce court, having my partner on the other side, and usually this is one-on-one drills. If you have four people, you can do uh, something a little bit different the day before. But uh, if you only have one person, then this is what I, I typically do. Um, so you'll play the point out cross court, including the doubles alleys. Um, and you have to take that center service line and kind of imagine uh, it connecting to the baseline. So you can call the ball in or out there. Um, you know, if it's close, you can give it to them and just play the point out cross court. The point is not to to win this cross court uh, game. You don't have to play to 11 or to 21 or anything like that. Uh, it's just to get some good cross court double style point play. Um, I like to serve and volley a lot. So I will typically be hitting, uh, starting out hitting second serves, focusing on good depth on my second serve, and then coming in behind it uh, to work on that first volley and try to close out that point cross court. So I'll do maybe five or 10 minutes in the deuce court, five or 10 minutes in the ad court, playing the points out. Uh, If I'm starting to get tired, maybe I'll stop playing the points out and just work on the serves. Uh, Or if there's a particular serve I'm trying to work on, 
Uh, and then I'll have my partner do the same thing. So that way I can work on returns. So we want to be focusing a lot the day before the match on serves and returns, really feeling good about your second serve, especially so that you can really um, go for it a little more in your first serve, as well as um, hitting your spots on the first serve and then hitting solid cross court returns. Um, we've got, uh, or I, I have more episodes on serve and return strategy um, that I'll link to in the show notes, but um, that is what I like to do the day before the match. So uh, a lot of people don't think about this, but the night before the match, um, I'll always try to eat pretty healthy. So usually I'll eat maybe a chicken and a side salad or something like that. So um, again, I'm not a dietitian, so I'm not going to tell you what to eat, but uh, you should probably know what makes you uh, feel like crap the next morning and what doesn't. Uh, and for me, a pretty light dinner um, with a protein and some greens uh, works for me, um, but do work what works best for you. Um, I know a lot of people like to do high carb the day before. Um, pasta kind of makes me feel tired and off, so um, that doesn't really work for me, but um, do what works best for you. Eat healthy, get plenty of sleep, um, and sleeping in your own bed is ideal. So a few weeks ago, I had a big match um, that was about an hour drive away, and it was early in the morning, and I thought about staying uh, at a friend's place closer to the site to get an extra 30 minutes of sleep. And what I decided is that I needed to sleep in my own bed. Um, and uh, that meant I was going to get 30 minutes less of sleep, but uh, I was going to get better quality sleep because I'm not in a new environment sleeping um, in a bed that I'm not necessarily or don't know if I'll be comfortable with. So uh, sleeping in your own bed is, is important if you can, um, but make sure even more importantly is that you get plenty of sleep. I would allocate um, nine hours to to sleep the night before a match. Um, kind of side note, uh, I started using the, uh, the Whoop app, which um, is like a device you wear on your wrist that measures performance. I ended up getting rid of it because it didn't really change my behavior too much, but one thing that I noticed with it is that I needed nine hours of time in bed to get eight hours of quality sleep. So um, just keep that in mind the day before matches. You probably need uh, a full nine hours in bed to get eight hours of good sleep. But um, anyways, let's dive into uh, the morning of the match. So again, with diet, uh, do what works best for you. For me, I don't like to eat a whole lot the morning before a match. Uh, if I know, if I'm in a tournament and I know I might have three or four matches that day, I might eat a little bit more. Um, and I don't like to eat at all like an hour or two before the match. So if I have like an 8 a.m. match and I wake up at 6.30, I might have like a half a banana or something like that. I, I really won't eat a lot. Um, usually what I'll do if the match is a little bit later in the day, I'll have a small bowl uh, of yogurt and maybe some granola and then maybe a banana several hours before the match. Um, again, here, do what works best for you. Um, for me, if I have eggs and bacon and hash browns or an omelet or something like that, I, I just get tired and get lethargic and I, I can't, I can't move real well on the court, which is really important to me. So do what works best for you. Uh, and then uh, warm up. So warming up, there's a lot of um, different ways to go about this. On court is ideal if you do have, say, 20 minutes or so to warm up on the court. 
uh, and kind of go through that routine that I talked about um, for the day before your match. Um, go through that, but in kind of a shortened format. So, you know, get warm, hit some cross courts, and then hit some serves and returns. Um, and, and maybe play a few points out uh, if you do have time for that. Um, if you know you only have one match that day, uh, you can actually, and, and you have four people, you can actually serve a few games. Um, you don't want to wear your legs out too much, but if you only have one match and you can kind of go all out for that one match, um, you could you know, play uh, four games where everybody serves once or eight games where everybody serves twice uh, to really get a good warm-up in. The important thing with your warm-up is that your legs, your core, your upper body, everything feels really loose and really warm. Um, if you don't have a court, that's where this gets a little bit more difficult. Um, one thing that I have been using for the last few years are resistance bands. Um, so there's a website called resistancebandtraining.com where I bought mine. Um, I have the orange and the red ones. And uh, they work really well for me for warming up um, really everything. There's all sorts of uh, different exercises you can do with these. Uh, and if you go to their, I think their YouTube, they have a YouTube channel or an Instagram page or something, you can find a bunch of their uh, different exercises. Because when I first got them, I, I didn't really know what to do with them. Uh, but there's all sorts of stuff you can do to work on core, legs, glutes, um, biceps, uh, really everything. So um, check them out at resistancebandtraining.com uh, if you want to um, learn more about that. Uh, and then I have a jump rope in my bag. Um, I don't always use the jump rope, but I do sometimes. Um, I use the resistance bands more for sure. Uh, and then I do a lot of stretching. So I, I've uh, a few months ago, I subscribed to a um, service called Gymnastic Bodies that uh, is by a former U.S. Olympic gymnastics coach. And he helps you get like flexible and mobile and strong and things like that. And um, they have a stretching routine that takes seven minutes, uh, that I've started going through before every single match. So, um, have some sort of stretch routine. Uh, and then another thing that I've started doing if I don't have a court to warm up on, and this has actually really, um, helped a lot is, uh, finding a partner and just doing touch volleys in the parking lot. Um, and when you do that, I want you to focus on getting as many balls back and forth in a row as you can and moving your feet. So working your forehand, working your backhand volley, and really working on your footwork. That'll really warm up your, your legs, your calves, your quads, um, really your movement in general. Uh, and it will also help you feel really connected with the ball. Um, so that is uh, the things I like to do if I don't have a court to warm up on. Um, if I do have a court, again, you'll be able to hit and, uh, and do a combination of all those things. Um, and then once the match starts, uh, when you're warming up for the actual match, start thinking about your opponent's strengths and weaknesses. If you notice your opponent has a, a big kick serve or if they looked a little uncomfortable at the net or um, if their backhand looked weaker than their forehand, notice that and communicate that with your partner after uh, the warm up. Now, these are not, you're not going to figure everything out in the warm up. These are not kind of, uh, for sure, go-to strategies, uh, but they're a good place to start. 
um, you can notice some tendencies in warmups and you can start those during the match. And if, if those weaknesses all of a sudden are strengths in the match, then go ahead and make the adjustment. But it's a good place to start um, to kind of look for some weaknesses on the other side of the net. Uh, if you win the toss, uh, elect to serve first. Um, this is something that uh, I don't understand why people return. Um, I don't understand why people defer. I know a lot of you have probably read uh, Winning Ugly by Brad Gilbert, where he says to return first. Uh, I think that book is mostly focused on singles, but um, regardless, I still think that's wrong. Um, I've looked at the data with... Uh, uh, tennis analytics, who I've mentioned in the past, and uh, yeah, the serve team has a better chance to win. So if if you want, would you rather have a sixty percent chance to win the first game or a forty percent chance to win the first game? Um, you'd probably rather have the sixty percent chance to win the first game. So serve first, stop deferring, stop choosing to return. Um, serve first and uh, put yourself at an advantage to start the. Um, start the match. And then last is during the match. So I've got other podcasts on this. um, But one thing I would say, because it's a big match, you're more likely to get tight, a little nervous. If you can really focus on your strategy and execution and not the outcome, you will be more likely to succeed. Once you start focusing on the outcome, that's when you put a lot more pressure on yourself. You uh, will start to get tight. You might throw some double faults in, things like that. So talk with your partner even more than you would normally for a normal match. Um, when I was recently at sectionals uh, a few weeks ago, I think every single point uh, when we were serving, my partner and I were talking um, about where the serve is going to go, what the net player is going to do, uh, anything we noticed on the last point that we can take advantage of going forward. Um, so talk a little bit more with your partner uh, and really focus on strategy and execution, especially on your own serve. Um, when you are serving, I want you to really kind of visualize and picture that serve going to the spot, the return coming back, and where you're going to position yourself. If you focus on that, I think you'll be a little bit less likely to get nervous. Um, I do have a podcast on making uh, adjustments and improving your in-match strategy, so I'll link to that in the show notes. Uh, And then I have another episode on how to deal with nerves, and how to win more 10-point tiebreakers. Um, So I'll link to that in the show notes as well. Um, But for this episode, that's all I've got. Um, Hopefully this helped you. If you have any questions, you can always reach out to me. Uh, My email is will at thetennistribe.com. And like I said, you'll be able to find links to everything in the show notes. Uh, So you can find that at thetennistribe.com slash podcast. So thanks for listening, and I will talk to you in the next episode. If you're a doubles player, you'll love our weekly doubles newsletter. Every Thursday, we send you doubles tips and strategies to help you improve your game and become a smarter player. When you sign up, you'll get a free 10-page guide on how to play with more confidence and dominate at the net in doubles. You can go to thetennistribe.com to sign up now.